0: Hey guys, welcome back into the Corked Up Podcast version 2, volume 2, chapter 2, the third kind. I don't know. The second uh, volume. The second volume. This the the upgraded edition. You went to your local Xfinity store and you said, I want the upgraded package. Unfortunately, they didn't have that in stock, so they gave you this. Uh, <laughs> episode 3 of the Corked Up Podcast version 2, uh, I'm Jack Savio. Of course, he is Frank Neris. Uh, welcome in. Uh, we got some uh, some NFL topics to discuss. We want to talk some Bears, uh, Lions. want to go over a little bit of that. Of course, this is a primary Chicago sports show uh, with a little bit of NFL focus. Uh, we want to go through some of our week one game picks, some things that surprised us and you know really stood out. Um, and then we'll get into our week two game picks um, and we'll talk a little Bears, Giants once we get to that pick. Um, so before we get kicked off, Frank, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Football's back. The weather, we're, you know, we're, we have like the last ditch of, of some sun here before winter comes. So uh, good spirited. How are you?
0: Man, it felt good. Felt good to finally just be able to, you know, well, I guess I didn't really get to. I was babysitting my, my niece, as I, as you know, called you, crying. I'm like, Frank, <laughs> how do you do this every single day, man? She's six months old. I couldn't get her to stop crying. It was horrible. But uh, so I'm walking around. Uh, downtown or like the suburbs and, uh, I'm, I'm on the phone with Frankie. He's describing me the bear, the the bears game. So I had to watch it when I got back, but it's a long weekend, but I enjoyed the hell out of, uh, some Monday night football, except for those, those stupid Broncos and, and Vic Fangio. He learned too much from John Fox. Let's just call it what it is. Right. Goddamn. All right, Frank, let's get into this. Let's get into bears lions. Um, Let's go over some thoughts, some some you know, quick points we want to make uh, in a Bears victory. Surprised to say that, I think both of us can can agree on that. And then we'll give out some some uh, some player, maybe some uh, just team grades overall. And we'll, we'll kind of go from there. So, Frank, what was your what was your big takeaway from Bears Lions?
1: I, so I I had two of them, and they kind of go hand in hand. Um, so one was that the offensive line looked a lot better than last year. Gr- granted, the 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 Pass blocking maybe was above average at best, but what I was really looking for is could they be one on the same page? Because last year we saw very basic stunts confuse this offensive line. James Daniel was all over the place. Cody Whitehair was all over the place. They looked good. They looked like they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were seeing. Not only um, you know, not only was the continuity and kind of the fluidity there with the offensive line, they were nasty in the run game. They looked really good in the run game. And that brings me to, to point two was that something that me and you said beforehand with Matt Nagy is we really want to see, is he really going to have a plan for the run game or is he just going to run the ball 18 times just to say, Hey, we tried it. We, so we, it didn't work. Now we're throwing the ball 40 times for the rest of the game. Right. And it looked like they had an actual run game plan, which was great. And that was the thing, you know, it was funny because my dad called me beforehand. He's like, yeah, like, you know what, what, what should we expect? What's going on? And I was like, honestly, like, I just not only do I want us to run the ball more, I want us to run the ball with a purpose, not give up on it after a couple of bad plays. Because realistically, like David Montgomery is a good player, like he breaks so many tackles, and just watching last year, he would break three tackles just to get back to the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? And it's like if you're able to do that when you just get the ball with someone running full steam ahead at you, I think you know that that kind of tells me if you can get to the second level with any sort of consistency, you can get some some big uh, big gains and. I liked what I saw from that aspect in week one. And, and honestly, the overarching from all of that with me is, you know, I talked about, you know, one of the points going into the year was like, can Matt Nagy be better with play calling? And I think he showed me that he can. He kind of swallowed his pride, swallowed his ego, and, you know, ran a little bit more of the I formation uh, and came in with an actual plan for the run game. So that was, that was my really big takeaway. I, I, I enjoyed that portion of the game. What was something from you?
0: Yeah. So since you went offense a little bit more, um, I'll kind of, I'll kind of go the other route. I'll go on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Some key things that really stood out to me is that uh, if the bears can convince Eddie Goldman to come back and just give it a shot, I I hope they can because they missed him uh, a ton in the, in the run game. Adrian Peterson should not be going off for that many yards um, and looking that good against this defense. Um, I think, Robert Quinn is going to be way more important than I think we, you and I really thought he would be. Uh, Cause again, just Khalil Mack. I mean, it's easy to, to, to hold him in check when you can do whatever you want, when you can grab him up around the head and, and pull him, And there's no flags for whatever reason, but he needs help. Like it, it was the same thing that we saw last year with, um, with everyone else around him, Leonard Floyd on the other side and without, a a consistent pass rush coming from a different place, especially without Eddie Goldman, it's going to be difficult for him to, to generate any kind of pressure and consistent, uh, you know, havoc, if you will. A couple other things that I, that I saw that, that made me a little concerned uh, was uh, Danny Trevathan. He looked a little bit slower than I thought he normally does. And maybe since he's a little bit of an older guy at, at this point, maybe he needed a little more preseason work and, you know, without those preseason games, who, who knows what really got thrown off. Uh, Roquan, not a great game by any standards, but not the worst we've seen from him. So maybe, maybe some uh, you know points to pick up on. Uh, and then Jalen Johnson, I thought he performed pretty admirably, honestly. I think he's going to be a really good player. Made a great play on the ball to uh, cause that interception, uh, that Kyle Fuller. And where would this team be without him? I, I mean, I remember two years ago going into 2018 where – the Packers signed him and you and me were kind of like, okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. And then he just came back and it was just absolutely incredible. Um, I, I I wonder where this team would be without a guy like that. So I thought the secondary played pretty well. Uh, the linebackers were okay. And in the defensive line, uh, Akeem Hicks with probably the biggest play of the game, at least outside of the fuller interception defensively, uh, he looked good. So that, that was encouraging to see him back, but there's there's definitely some things that need to be picked up, and Chuck Pagano still worries me, man. Chuck Pagano still, I still worries
1: and me. And I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and, you know, make brash statements or, or overreact after only one week, but if we have to base it on this week, I'm more concerned with the defense than I am the offense. I mean, this defense has gone from seek and destroy and just shut everything down to a bend but don't break defense. Yeah. and the talent is very similar to what it was two years ago a lot of the I mean it's a lot of the same players that it was and it just isn't working and I think Chuck Pagano has a lot to do with it. I mean this isn't the first time we've seen this in our lifetime we saw us go from Ron Rivera to um, who, who was the uh, Bob Babich yeah. and we went from a top five defense to you know a, the 20th or 21st and it's like even that isn't the worst. Like if, if this stays there and they're just kind of that average or top 12-ish defense, you need an offense that can score. And and I think that kind of can you know, bring us further onto the offensive side because we'd be remiss to not talk about Mitch and kind of our takeaways from that. Um and for me, I, I know you I you want to dive in a little bit deeper than me, but so I'll get mine out of the way. I mean it's he kind of is who he is for me at this point. He's gonna miss some throws badly that you know make you shake your head, but he's also he has the arm talent to make a handful of throws a game that make you say, hey, that was why he was a first round pick, right? Um and to me, he's he's like not as good as we need him to be from where we picked him and the mm-hmm. fact that we traded up, but he certainly isn't as bad as the people who absolutely hate him um you know want want to paint him out to be But that's what that's kind of the worst case scenario for a quarterback, right? You're like stuck in that mediocrity where it's like, well, he had a handful of good games. Should we pay him and maybe see if he can put it all together? And you're kind of waiting for 10 years because he's not bad enough to just flat out let go, but he's not good enough to be anything more than a middling guy. And that's what I'm really concerned about when it comes to him. But all I mean, the fourth quarter was phenomenal. He played, he played the best fourth quarter. I think I'll kind of end it with just what I've always thought about him is that he is just an overthinker, I think, because he has the arm talent. He has the legs. What he doesn't have is the ability to read a defense. So when it's that hurry up offense, we're down and I just have to make throws, he flourishes in that, you know, in that space. But when it's time in the first three quarters to really dissect things and kind of, you know, uh, understand what he's seeing and not have to scramble every play or just, you know, make the throw, that's when he really struggles. And I think we just kind of, Saw Mitch on on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> I mean, like that's just who he is.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, to to the point. I really all I wanted to say in terms of going deeper on it was, I mean, if if there's any game that sums up Mitch's career, it's that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was just the like everything we've come to expect. I mean, the first three quarters, everyone's done with it. Right. We're ready to move on. We finally have that answer. We're like, all right, get fools in there. Let's let's go. Let's stop fucking around with a guy who just doesn't have it and just isn't the guy. Then you get the fourth quarter and he just plays out of his mind and everyone starts contributing and helping him out which is something you and I had talked about like pieces on this offense need to step up to help him. You mm-hmm. have Jimmy Graham mistiming his throws, uh mistiming his jumps. You have Anthony Miller just not able to to get that separation like we it came to expect from him and you know no one was really helping him out except in the run game but then in the fourth quarter, everyone kind of picked it up a little bit, and we saw Mitch, like you said, just make it some absolute dimes. That that pass to Anthony Miller was the one – I mean, I think it might be one of his best throws that he's ever made. Uh, yeah. Reminded me a ton of that Eagles uh, playoff game. But, like, now we're right back to that question again. It, who is Mitch? You and I had talked about this last year going into 2019 where it was like, all right, this is kind of the make or break year. You know, I just want to know if he's good. If he's good, great. If he's not, let's move on. We we still don't have that answer because he does things like he did in the fourth quarter, where he's just he he makes you go, okay, yeah, I I can see a little bit more from this guy. I'm okay with you know rolling with him into the Giants game, where uh, an hour before everyone's ready to fucking chop his nuts off and send him to Siberia, like like what? It's just it was so Mitch Trubisky that it, it just that nothing else could have been more perfect than in that sense. Yeah. Um, Just real quick overall grade for the team. I, I'd give it a B, you know, a solid B Uh if they didn't come back, I'd definitely give it a, a D or a C, but um overall I, I like the offense. Like you mentioned, the run game was good quarterback play much better. Let's hope that hope they can continue that.
1: I think for me overall, I would give it a C, maybe a C plus, but I think it's just perception going in. I, I wasn't that high on the Lions. I felt like even if an average, like the average team that we saw last year and the Bears, should have handled them easier than that. Um, but two, I just don't feel comfortable feeling better about the offense than I do the defense. Like I, I yeah. felt like we should have handled them because I was expecting to see the seek and destroy defense that we had at the beginning of last year and then in 2018. So I'm still, I'm still, you know, shaky on, on everything. And, and as weird as it sounds next week, is a big week. I think for this defense, the giants don't have that great of an offense. You know, I mean, yeah. we just saw, and I, I don't want to get too far. Cause I know we'll preview it, but you know, we saw Saquon Barkley, you know, be able to get shut down and, and, you know, a defense that made Daniel Jones have to make plays. And I, I don't see why we should be any different than the Steelers in that aspect. And I just yeah. don't think that we can, you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, so. and the
0: Lions, the Lions were missing their best offensive weapon and they still put up, you know, 23 points. So yep. um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see about the Bears. We'll get into it in terms of our game picks a little bit more. But those are just some overall thoughts from Bears Lions. Feel free to let us know how you guys felt on Twitter or, or in the YouTube comments as well. Um, so week one, uh we, you know, I think Frank and I both went nine and seven with our picks. Yeah, uh, a couple didn't play out the, the way that we thought. Uh, I, I was kicking myself frank with this one, the the game I want to start with, because uh, I, I went back and listened to it just to make sure I I, I actually went with the Eagles. Um Philadelphia at Washington. I mean, I should have went with them. I would have been 10 and 6. Uh damn, you know, damn that I, I was I was impressed by the Washington defense, man. Like they were they were flying around. They have some good pieces. I just didn't know how that offense would play. Um and I, I really thought the Eagles were were a little bit better. Uh, I did not expect uh, some of the some of the production, if you will, from uh, Peyton Barber and the Washington offense. And I know you weren't either. But uh, just yeah. quick thoughts on the on the on on basically throwing Washington in the trash last week to them getting their first victory.
1: I mean, it was it was awesome to see, man. I I, I the thing is, I, I mean, li- I think the logic was there in us picking Washington. You have a new yeah. coach. Eagles. You know, it's, uh, I'm sorry. With yeah. Picking against Washington is what I meant to say. Um, you know, you, you have a new coach, very limited time in training camp, no preseason games, uh, you know, a, still a young quarterback that, you know, maybe hasn't put it all together just yet. Uh, a, a couple of brand new running backs and one wide receiver. You know what I mean? And, uh, a defense that is probably above average to maybe even good. But I think I had a little bit more faith in the Eagles in that. And, and I, you know, I think it calls for a conversation like, the same way we feel about Mitch, maybe not to the to the degree, because we have seen Wentz. Like, I don't know what Wentz is. Like, he he kind of is in the same breath. Like, he he'll, he'll make some throws and put some games together, and you're like, wow, that's the guy that they got in the first round a few years ago. But then he has other games or drives at a time where you're just like, what the fuck is he seeing out there? And it's well,
0: uh yeah, I don't think he he needs receiver help and he needs offensive line help. That offensive line, yeah, doesn't. yeah. I mean that was real bad, but um, yeah. I, I I mean I'm you know not super happy for the Washington franchise, but I'm happy for Ron Rivera because he's just a, a damn good coach, man.
1: I, and I was just I was just gonna say, man. I mean, how fucking I mean, this dude is a boss. He goes in and <laughs> gets, gets his IV at halftime because he's going through cancer treatment, and one of the um this uh, this NFL podcast that I listen to. Uh, Chris Wesseling, he has cancer as well. And this is his second bout with it. And I'm sure people are familiar with the, the NFL podcast uh, around the NFL. And he had talked about, it. he's like, man, like this is my second go round. And I can't even stand for an hour at a time sometimes. Or like if I'm just yeah. sitting for too long with my back hurts, like just to see this guy out there and, you know, and, and, and I mean, that's, it's incredible, man. You, you got to tip your hat to Ron Rivera. I mean, we already knew he was a great leader and then obviously everything that they're asking him to do as the first-year coach there to help with the name change, to help with the culture change, to help with everything changing, and then him go out there and win week one, man. I mean, you, you have to take your hat off to it. That's fucking incredible.
0: Yeah, and Chase Young is going to be a very good player in this in this yeah. league. For, for a while.
1: <laughs> I'm sure.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, another game I wanted to talk about, um, one game that you and I both picked, uh, I actually threw some money on because I felt this confident, uh, the fucking Arizona Cardinals taking it to the San Francisco 49ers. That was absolutely incredible. Uh, Kyler Murray just throwing absolute dimes to DeAndre Hopkins. And, man, I know the Texans uh, probably missed those 14 receptions that he had career high. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that was just that was something else. I mean, the end of that game was fantastic. It was just a ton of fun. Um, I mean, what else can we really say about the Cardinals game, Frank? What else did you have?
1: No, I mean, you know, that we, I think we hit it on the head. And I, I think for me – I'm expecting regression, which I think we did see in San Francisco. But the thing with their offense is on a week-to-week basis, I don't think I'm picking them for a win on a team that I feel like they have to, you know, win in a shoot in shootout fashion. Yeah. And I look at the Card- uh, the Cardinals, anyone that they play, it's going to be a shootout. Yeah. And I like their chances against a subpar offense, and especially in a quarterback that I'm not that high on in Jimmy G. Like, I-, I think already Kyler Murray has surpassed him um, as a quarterback, I mean, I just think he's better. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like the the weapons that the Cardinals had going in, you know, beforehand, obviously, with, with the addition of, of DeAndre Hopkins. But even looking, uh, going in, if you just want to specifically zone in on week one, like who are Arizona's wide receivers? The, yeah, the Uke was out, Debo Samuels was out. San Francisco. All
0: yeah, oh, San Fr- you said Arizona, we I'm know sorry, who Arizona's for, for San Francisco. We know, yeah. we, we obviously <laughs> know Arizona for San
1: Francisco. Uh, you know, I mean, it, you, you have the injury bug and then your backups aren't that good. And you just have George Kittle, who is now hurt because he has to do everything. He has to block, yeah. catch, <laughs> fucking take pitches off, <laughs> off. I mean, this dude's doing everything for him. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's – it's. I thought it was a – I mean, I was very confident in that pick. Uh, it was very satisfying to see that
0: team win and, and yeah. the way that they did too. Um, and then, you know, one of the more disappointing games, honestly, um, that I thought a lot of people were kind of taken off guard by – um, Brady and breeze, the, the Buccaneers at saints, you and I both took the saints. Um, I thought Brady, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy into it too much. We've seen this with Brady before, you know, he has terrible week ones. I remember, uh, 2018, I was driving down to, uh, to, I to, uh, where was I going? St. Louis. I was going to St. Louis for, for like a job interview and on the way it was like middle of the night type stuff. And, and they were talking about, oh, you know, the, the, Patriots got drummed by the lions and it was real bad. It was a really bad loss. And everyone's like, Oh, at the end of the air, it's the end of the era." And then, you know, th- no, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't the end of the era. Um, so we've seen some bad early games from Brady uh, before, but this one looked a little different. Frank looked a little bit different. He didn't have those backs that he relies on a lot. Um, like he does in new England. He kind of only had Ronald Jones to really trust it and, and work with. Um, I mean, Leonard Fournette barely touched the ball at all, uh, which I thought was a little surprising, but maybe not. Maybe he needs to kind of get back into game shape. Um, I mean, Saints, you know, looked as as, as good as usual. Defense is good. Uh, offense is good. I mean, it, it was an okay game. I'll, I'll say that.
1: I don't know if this is a hot take. Coming out of that game, I have much – like the way I look at Breeze and Brady, I'm much lower on Breeze than I am Tom Brady. It, 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 after that game yeah. cannot throw the ball past 10. I mean, this dude's arm strength is zapped. Hey, yeah. I mean, and and we've seen this in years past, but it's usually a little bit later in the year, but I'm curious to see how defense. I mean, if I'm a defense, I'm not lining up my corners past four or five yards, like uh, uh, away from their wide receivers. It makes no sense. It's all slant routes. It's all little quick hitch routes. It's not I, like, I'm going to make him beat me downfield. And I don't think he can. When yeah. I saw what Tom Brady was, he was, I mean, he—he he, his arm strength looked like it always did. It's above average to good. And it just looked like he wasn't on the same page with Mike Evans and Chris yeah. Godwin and even a couple of times OJ Howard. So like, And I don't know whose fault it was because you don't know what the play call is. I'm not going to go back and watch the all 22 and like dissect it. But it it was very clear that the wide receiver and the quarterback were on different pages as to whether they should sit down in certain places. Should they go left? Should they go right? So again, it's not to excuse Brady. He had a bad game, but whether he was in the wrong or his receivers in the wrong, they just weren't on, on the same page. And that's kind of, that was my takeaway with that. He, I didn't think he particularly looked bad. He was throwing a nice ball. He got it downfield a couple of times. Uh, he was getting it out quick. It it seemed like he can still see the field. I'm I'm very down at Breeze on Breeze at this point. I thought it was very telling the few times that they threw the ball downfield. It wasn't him. It was uh, it Damn. was uh, oh, well, why am I blinking on um?
0: Are you saying Taysom?
1: Taysom, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was Taysom who, who who threw the ball downfield uh, the times that they did.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm curious to see if we'll see Jameis at all, maybe around like the halfway point, if if Breeze really just isn't effective anymore. So that'll be something to look out for. And then, um, you know, really the last thing I wanted to touch on, I, I know, you know, uh, the Colts didn't look great. Obviously, they looked real bad. If I'm being honest with you, Philip yeah. Rivers uh, kind I mean, of it was, it looked kid. like
1: the Chargers have the last
0: three. <laughs> shocker, right? Um, who who could have seen that coming other than me and every other Colts fan? Um, the, the Ravens looked real good again. Lamar Jackson. The Browns looked fucking horrible. That was surprising. Um, uh, and then uh, the last thing I wanted to touch on, uh, Frank, really, uh, was Aaron Rodgers playing against Minnesota. That was, uh, yo, I think uh, I think Bears fans may have to uh, strap in a little bit more for the Green Bay games than we thought. What did you think of Rodgers in that game?
1: I mean, I told you he was going to come out pissed. Yeah. I mean, like
0: vintage he- Rodgers.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I mean the thing with, with A Rod is that he he hasn't looked like himself the last few years and I think injury was to blame and you know he hasn't had the best of weapons around and he still didn't have necessarily the best he has Devontae Adams and kind of you know everyone a lot else, of, else and Aaron
0: a guys. A yeah. lot of hyphenated men. Yes.
1: Yeah. But the one thing we couldn't say is like, oh, Aaron Rodgers isn't making the throws anymore, his arm looks shoddery he looks like the same, he, he, even, you know, in years past when he hasn't been playing all that well, physically, it was never anything physically. It just seemed like the team was out of sync or, you yeah. know, Monte Adams was hurt, so he had fucking, you know, whoever to throw to, uh, Jake Camaro, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know what I mean? And physically, he, it's always been there. And I, I think with the new motivation, the fact that they drafted a backup quarterback and a backup running back in the first two rounds, I mean, he's he did what I thought he would do At least early in the year. Well, as things settle down and things, we'll we'll get a real sense of everyone. But that certainly didn't shock me. He 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 looked like I thought he was going to look out of a pissed off Aaron Rodgers.
0: Maybe the Vikings defense is just that bad. You know, maybe I mean they have no corners. Like it's not unrealistic to think that the the Vikings defense just wasn't that good. Um, no, I
1: well that one
0: that one throw that he made to the sideline. I mean, my God, it doesn't get much better than that. That's but, what I was just
1: gonna say. I, I don't think I don't think the Vikings have like some world beating defense, but god damn, was Aaron Rodgers making just vintage yeah. Aaron Rodgers throws.
0: Yeah, no, I I can I won't take that away from him. I'm I'm curious to see how the rest of the year goes, like you said, but uh they get an easy one with Detroit next week. So um speaking of next week, let's go ahead and jump right into week two picks, uh Thursday night game. Of course, it's the Thursday night game, Uh, Cincinnati (laughs) at Cleveland. Uh, Frank, I kind of tossed back and forth between this one. I I I was thinking a little too much about it. Uh, I ended up going with the Browns at home, you know, a little bit different this year, but uh, that offense just has to bounce back, right, against one of the worst defenses in the league.
1: That's, yeah, I, I had to kind of use Occam's razor here, and I could be wrong, but it was like as I was going back and forth, I'm like, okay. I have to make a decision here, and I just think the Bengals are, from what I saw last week, while they may be a little bit more entertaining, they don't look very different. Like Joe Burrow, just is still getting his feet wet. So I, yeah, I'm going, I'm going Browns there.
0: The the Bengals for just going back a little to week one, they should have won that game. Like they, yeah. they had the, who was it? Was it was it Green in the end zone that he he pushed off and caught the ball, and, and yeah, oh, man, like, come on. That back. was
1: one of a couple pretty bad OPIs. Uh, Michael Gallup <laughs> had a bad OPI. Uh, and then
0: the, the kicker, <laughs> the kicker, like, tore his Achilles. <laughs> he,
1: that thing, that thing better, his leg better be, like, falling off. That is, yeah. I, like, you can't have, like, a cramp right there. You, no. You, you have you have to never play again. That,
0: that was that was bad. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Cleveland, too. I think that offense will pick it up. Um, Rams at Philly. Um, I... I went with the Rams. Frank, how about you?
1: Uh, I am going with the Eagles. Okay. Uh, I think, I think they have a bounce back game against, against the Rams.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say about the Rams. They looked a lot better than I thought they would. Uh, I went with Dallas last week to, to beat them, but, um, Jared Goff, I thought played pretty well, uh, a little bit more to the 2018 golf than we saw than than last year's version. Yeah, um, he's he's kind of settled in in the middle though. Like I don't think yeah. he's as bad
1: as he was last year, but he certainly isn't as good as he was a couple years ago. And that was kind of like I think what we're going to get from golf from here. Yeah,
0: on. I, I just I worry about the Eagles' weapons, man, and and that offensive line. That's that's why I'm going to have a tough time going with the Eagles moving forward after after what we saw. But uh, Atlanta at Dallas, um, Frank. Who are you going with this one?
1: atlanta at dallas i have i have the cowboys
0: i took the cowboys as well uh i was a little off the mark with my atlanta pick last week uh they look good at times calvin ridley seems to have kind of taken that that next step and you know todd Gurley looked pretty good too um so we'll we'll see if what atlanta can do but I'm, i'm gonna go with dallas at home uh buffalo at miami i think this one's pretty easy frank
1: yeah i mean buffalo Come on,
0: yeah, Buffalo, pretty easy. Um, an interesting game here, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Frank, who you got in this one?
1: I have Tampa Bay. I think we're going to see uh, an off- a much better offense from from the Bucks this go around. And I think, uh, but I, I do think it's going to be an inter- I The Panthers are going to be a team that probably wins like five games, but is one of the more fun teams to watch. Teddy Bridgewater looked really fucking good last week.
0: Yeah, well, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers as well. I think they they're due for a bounce back against just a terrible Panthers defense. Um, but it will be fun. Uh, I'm I'm starting to kind of get into sports betting, Frank. I think I might have a problem. Uh, but for, for for other for other gamblers like me, other new gamblers, Carolina is plus nine and a half right now. There wow. is no way they get blown out like that against Tampa Bay with the weapons that Carolina has. Yeah, it's just, it's just not going to happen. So, if, if you want to take the spread pick, I, I'd go with that and do it quick before it, it comes yeah. back to earth. Um, I will, but- I,
1: I will say this too uh, for everyone who doubted Teddy Bridgewater because of the whole like this weird narrative over the offseason, was he the six yards in the air, six yards through the air, and it was like that's just what was drawn up for him in a terrible Minnesota offense. And then, yeah, you know, in New Orleans, that's a quick, still a quick passing game that they were. That yeah. They were going with. I, I mean, I, we're going to see. I think a lot of Week One, Teddy. I mean, he's going to prove a lot of people. Wrong. I'm, I'm just high on him. I, I wanted him in a yeah. Bears uniform, and it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm still going. I'm still going to go with Tampa Bay in that one. I am um, too.
1: I am too. But I'm just saying him specifically. He's going to prove some people. Yeah, wrong.
0: yeah. Denver at Pittsburgh. Um, i I'm. I liked what I saw. I, I liked some things I saw from Denver, but I, I'm not sure if that was just playing at home and, and against a, an average Titans team. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I think with Big Ben, they're they're just they're they're due for an offensive explosion. What, what about you, Frank?
1: Same. I'm going with the Steelers. I mean, when when you when you look at when you watch the full game from from Big Ben and realize that that was just average Big Ben and he did that, like he's gonna get into the sink of things soon. Yeah. And, and week two will be another step to that. I'm going Steelers.
0: Okay. Detroit at Green Bay. I think this one's pretty easy for both of uh, us. I assume yeah. both are going Green Bay. Yeah. I, I will. I will say I don't. Maybe don't expect a blowout. Um, be, only because you know. I, I obviously I know what the Packers did last week, but you know Detroit has played them pretty well the last couple of years, and you know they were they should have. The Detroit should have won one of those games against the Packers, but um, you know they ended up not not being able to close it out uh, due to some penalties and things like that. But you know I, I think they, Detroit just plays them well. Um, I, I could be completely wrong on this, but. You know, we'll see. Um, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Frank, I assume we're both going Tennessee here. I'm
1: going Jacksonville, man. I Ooh, like okay. it. If we're talking about improvement from last year to this year, man, and I wasn't high on Minshew at all. I thought he was going to absolutely suck this year. They'd win like – and they may still only win three or four games, but they may not go quarterback. I mean, he looked – like he wasn't reading defenses last year the way he I saw in week one, and, and – you know I'm not the highest on, on Tennessee. I think they're a very average team. Um, I, Jacksonville may be just as average or worse than that. But for week two, I'm going Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Tennessee just because I think uh, Derrick Henry will get it going a little bit more against that, that defensive line. Um, I just thought the Colts made a little too many mistakes. And if, if Rivers played a little bit better, I think they're right back in that game and and probably should have won that. But I'm going to go Tennessee with just with the home pick. Uh, Minnesota at Indy. Uh, (laughs) one of my least confident picks, Frank, who are you going with this week?
1: Uh, I think the Vikings bounce back. I think, uh, I think they beat Indy.
0: I'm going to go with Indy on this one. Um, not, it's, it's one of those games where it's like, all right, who's, who's actually good. Who's actually bad. I think this game will, will determine it. It's not like the Vikings. I know they put up a lot of points, but I, I didn't think they looked great in any stretch. Um, I still think the Colts are, there's just if Rivers plays, I'm telling you, if Rivers plays just you know a hair better, they win that game. And
1: but I feel like uh, that's been I feel like that's been Philip Rivers for the last. I know. I, I, I'm, bracing,
0: I'm bracing myself for yeah. that. Uh, for I, I, say, I know what to expect.
1: <laughs> I, I, I will say in regards to the Vikings, if if Mitch was just like if that game encompassed Mitch last week against Detroit, that encompassed Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. yeah, absolutely. he was like 200 yards, four touchdowns, and they still look. You know what I mean? Like he—he's just a stat pattern. He—they're down forty, and then he—then he gets all his stats.
0: Yeah, I—I I just think this is such a big game for India in terms of like what they're going to do for moving forward. That I think this is a must-win game, honestly. Uh, but we'll see. Um, all right, and then uh, we have the Giants at the Bears. Here's where we'll kind of get into this. Um, I'm going with the Bears, Frank. Who are you going with on this one?
1: Yeah, I'm going with the Bears as well. I—I I, I have faith that the defense we'll be able to do similar things to what the Steelers did. And I don't mean hold Saquon to fucking three yards rushing or whatever it is, but just really make Daniel Jones beat them. And, and I think the secondary for every, all it's worth looked good. It, it was the front seven yeah. that looked bad against, against, uh against Detroit. So I, I think, um yeah, I mean, Jalen Johnson looked good. Kyle Fuller looked good. The safeties looked good. I, I think if, if we can get some fucking inkling of pressure on Daniel Jones
0: Especially and, and, against that offensive line.
1: Especially I mean, against the
0: offensive line. We talked about the Eagles' offensive line, but the Giants' offensive line for the last what two or three years has been the worst offensive line in football. So you'd expect yeah. the Bears to have a big day on on this one, and and that's what I expect to see. I expect to see that fourth quarter offense come to life. Let's let's go a little bit. You know, the Giants' defense is nothing special. Uh, we saw the Steelers' offense tear it apart, and I think the Bears, you know, should be able to do something similar if Mitch can be that guy again. Um, Anthony Miller, I expect him to have a big game. Um, I hope this Allen Robinson stuff doesn't impact him too much with his contract. I, I think he's going to get signed. I, I think it's going to be sooner I rather than so later.
1: I, and you know what I, but you know what I think it is in, in us not being cap experts, especially with the COVID thing. I know there's been a lot of storylines as to why people haven't been signed before week one. Jadavian Clowney went 17 months without being signed. Like something is up just yeah. generally with the NFL. And I think – granted I still understand Alan Robinson's frustration if things haven't been communicated to him or he just wants his money which either one is understandable I'm underpaid in my job too Alan I, I get it but um, yeah I, I think I think he's just frustrated and and but it will get sorted there's no I mean pace will have to be he will have to be on the same boat to Siberia as Mitch was in the third quarter if he doesn't fucking resign Alan Robinson there's no
0: way Yeah. And I mean, for for the, specifically for the bears, like, I mean, you look up and down the giants roster and and the bears have an upgrade advantage pretty much everywhere. Like it's hard to think, unless Daniel Jones starts playing like the pick that, that the giants expected him to be. And he just starts balling out, um, which I think could happen, but I I don't see it happening. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how, how much the effect of, of Eddie Goldman being gone will impact Saquon, um, I, it's just which is worse at this point, the Bears' D line versus the Giants' O, o line. Yeah, um, but I ex- I expect the Bears to handle this one. That being said, I'm not confident. I'm not putting money on them, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna expect the Bears to win this one. Uh, by the way, I think Jacksonville is like plus eight and a half. Um, so if you think I, I would put money on that as well, I um, would. Too. I have the Titans winning, but I didn't see anything just for me to believe that the Titans are going to be like some world beaters. To be honest, no. with
1: absolutely.
0: Um, and then we got uh, San Francisco at the Jets. Uh, Jets team didn't look great. Frank, I'm guessing you're going San Francisco here.
1: I know I'm going upset of the week. I got I got the Jets over um, the Niners.
0: I, man, I, I you really that, do not like those Niners.
1: Well, no, I don't. But <laughs> I think that's gonna. This is gonna be the week where it solidifies and shows everyone that they've really taken that step back. Uh, and the Jets. The, Adam Gase teams always have, like, one or two weeks out of the year where you're just like, oh, my God, maybe he's figured it out. And I think this is the the game where Sam Donald goes for, like, 380, three touchdowns, Uh, Frank Gore rushes for, like,
0: 300 yards. Le'Veon Bell doesn't do it. That doesn't hurt the offense at all, you don't think? I mean, he he hurt the offense being in. Dude, that was – I mean, him tweeting out my hamstrings are fine and then the next day they put him on IR. It's just like – yeah, not good. Uh, not
1: Adam, good. like how does Adam Gase
0: get, get so we it's it, but it's like in New York too. Like it's just the weirdest. I don't get it. I don't understand, but I'm a Bears fan, so who am I to talk? Uh no, I'm gonna go with San Francisco. I'm gonna stick with that pick. Um one game that I actually found a little more difficult to pick than I thought. Um, honestly, is Sam is uh, Washington at Arizona. Um I, I wanted to pick Arizona badly, I I, I and I did. But man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Washington's defense is good. It's it's going to be good. Maybe like fifteen, top fifteen over once once everything's said and done, possibly. Um, but I'm going to go with Arizona. I think that offense is, is just going to be too hard to keep up with. And and Haskins, I don't think is ready for for a shootout yet.
1: Same, for all the same reasons. I got the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I mean they, the Washington just has no weapons outside of Terry McLaurin. Like it's. Yeah. I know you love Antonio Gibson, but. It is what it is. Uh Baltimore at Houston. Um so I got a lot of pushback on this when I was uh making my, my parlay bets this week, Frank. I, I went with the Ravens, but some people seem to like Houston. Which which way are you going? Thank I you. Mean, I, yeah, looks too, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean this it, was the
1: easier. I mean it's I think it's a new one of those games where the first three quarters it's close and then Baltimore really pulls pulls away because a Sean Watson, he has the ability to to win and or at least compete in shootouts. But, yeah, I mean, that defense is is dreadful.
0: No, I, I saw I, – I didn't see anything from the Texans that makes me think they can keep up with the Ravens who played no. incredibly well. And, I, no, I'm going Ravens. Right if way. the
1: Texans had a really good receiver, they probably could. But
0: Man, if only they had that. If it's only difficult to get, it. Frank. It's, it's, diff, it's, more, it's more difficult than you think. Yeah. Um, then we got, a, uh, 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 in my opinion, the easiest pick of the week, Kansas City at uh, at uh, at the Chargers. I wanted to say Clippers because on my note it says LAC, but this ain't basketball. So, Frank, are you, I'm guessing you're going with the Chiefs. I'm
1: going with the Chiefs. I mean, that that's an easy one. I just hope to God that the Chiefs get up by like 40 at halftime so Tyrod Taylor can just get some garbage points and get back <laughs> and Keenan Allen. I mean, I have them across so many leagues, and he just – he is fucking off. I forgot how bad he was to watch when he was in Buffalo towards the end. And it's like people keep talking about like, oh, like he he's actually good. Like look at his touchdown to interception ratio. He throws the ball for three yards in the air. He's not going to throw picks when he's only throwing the ball three yards in the air. Like stop telling me that stat when he's not airing it out.
0: Well, and and the saddest thing, honestly, Frank, for, for you and for anyone else who has Chargers uh, players in, in fantasy is like, Dude, the guy behind him is Justin Herbert. Like like it's it's not someone I would feel necessarily confident in that he's going to come in and just, you know, set the world on fire. You know what I mean? Like
1: I just think I mean it, Herbert is 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 more of a gunslinger and he's going to give Keenan Allen a shot downfield.
0: At least an opportunity. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean like Tyrod Taylor, he's one of those guys that has to see it wide open before he makes the throw.
0: Well, that's why I was surprised that the Chargers didn't go after like a guy like Cam Newton or or um, you know Jameis or something like that. Like they have good offensive pieces, they had good defensive pieces as well. I don't think the Chargers are that bad of a team, and and they just to to see them kind of ride a little with with Terod Taylor and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't I get it. Loved,
1: I would have loved Teddy there. I thought that
0: would have been a good fifth. Yeah, for or Teddy, or, or Cam, or anyone else. Like really, I, I didn't really understand that move by the Chargers, unless because because they're not going to be tanking for ter, ter, for Trevor Lawrence when they drafted Justin Herbert. Like that's not. No. no, they. But
1: I mean, we saw it with Arizona where they had oh. Rosen and it oh. just wasn't their guy. So I mean, as weird as it is, like people and and it. By all accounts, Kyler Murray is you know, obviously a better quarterback than Josh Rosen, but it seems like coaching staffs are getting up on quarterbacks pretty fucking quick now.
0: Would be nice if a certain franchise would do that. But um, New England at Seattle, a uh, little bit different of a, <laughs> of a matchup this time, Frank. Um, who are you going with this one?
1: I'm going with the Seahawks, man. I'm going with the Seahawks. Our boy Russ is balling.
0: Yeah, I, I went with the Seahawks as well. Um, I liked some of the things that Cam was able to do, but uh, a lot of it was against the Dolphins. Um, he didn't look very sharp in terms of throwing the ball. And I think that's just because his best receiver is is 4'2 and uh, about as, you know, what, like 50 pounds like, and, and takes steroids. And yet he's still only 5'2 and weighs 50 pounds. Um, they, they just don't have – the weapons I think necessary, whereas Russ finally does. And he actually has a pretty good, at least a decent offensive line now. So, yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to get this one, especially especially at home. Um, and then we got Monday night, uh, our first game in Las Vegas, Frank, the the Saints at Las Vegas Raiders. Um, who are you going with in this one?
1: Uh, I'm going upset special here. I'm going Las Vegas. I'm going Raiders. I think, um, granted, it was against the Panthers defense but this team, that offense is fun, man. And and again, maybe this is an overreaction, but for me, it's not because I've seen this happen with Breeze gradually over the last few years with that arm strength. And I think even though the Raiders don't have the greatest of defenses, I don't know if the Saints can win in a shootout. Like I, the Raiders are going to score points. Granted, the Saints have a good a good defense. So if they wind up just absolutely shutting the Raiders down, I, you know, I'm, I'm that's absolutely a possibility here. But I think. I think the Raiders are going to score points, and I think there's going to be a point where Breeze just can't win in those type of games anymore. Yeah, and I mean, he's going to be out for four weeks. I mean, that's big.
0: Yeah, Breeze has has some weird road games for sure. Like once he gets get, get him out of that dome, and you know, weird things happen. Um, I'm I'm going to stick with the Saints for now, at least going into Week Two. Um, you know, af- after I'll, I'll wait and see what they do. I'm not I'm not ready to trust John Gruden and the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr. I mean, you know, he's, he's what, like 30 years younger than Breeze and has about the same amount of arm talent uh, in terms of being able to throw the ball deep. Um, So I'm going to stick with the Saints. I still like their team overall. I still like that defense too. I think they're, they're just going to play really well um, and kind of shut the Raiders down a little bit. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm going to stick with the Saints. I'm not ready to fall in love with the Raiders, but uh, I think if they get upset, I I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. um, but yeah, that, that'll pretty much do it, uh, for the week two edition of, uh, the corked up podcast. I don't think I ever said, um, no, I did at the beginning when I said, when I made that really bad joke. So, um, I'm Jack Savio. He is Frank Naris. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at corked up podcast. Uh, you can find uh, Frank at Frankie G lyrical you can find me at Jack underscore Savio five. Uh, you can find us on Spotify app, Apple iTunes, whatever it's called these days, really, really everywhere, everywhere a bunch of places I've never even heard of. Uh, and then, of course, our YouTube channel as well. Um, yeah, take these picks to the bank. Go bet on some games. It's a lot of fun. Uh, go get some money. You know, Panthers plus nine, I think, and then and then Jacksonville plus eight and a half. That's just it's not going to happen. They're going to cover. It'll be fine. Frank, Bears are going to kick the Giants' ass, and it'll be great. Jack, did
1: you – so the first two episodes, there was a barking dog. Did you lose your dog in a bet? Because I don't hear him today.
0: Oh, he's, he's sleeping. I, I'm watching him sleep right now.
1: I don't believe you. I, you told hey,
0: me you do, have a problem, and I think you bet your dog. Do be, do be. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen. I, I've made it. I made a point to myself. Uh, no, no, bet's over ten dollars. So I'm, 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 I'm playing cheap with it. I'm playing fast. You told
1: but, me you lost twenty. You're already lying to me.
0: Well, I've won. I've won. You know, I bet on. I bet on NBA. Uh, money that i win doesn't come back to me frank it goes it goes back in it right okay. back in. that's it the vicious right back in. To Vegas. That's how it works frank haven't you ever gambled before <laughs> no but uh but uh you know please help me with my gambling addiction by watching the corked up podcast and listening wherever you listen to your podcast it, it, it more money means more gambling so um i would appreciate that but uh this has been the Corked Up Podcast, episode 3, version 2, volume 3, 17. I don't even know where we're at. But, uh, Frank, I'll talk to you next week, man. Let's go Bears.
1: And fuck Tyler Eifert. 100%.